Welcome back to Private Practice Blueprint. I'm Lauren Spaulding, and if you're new here, this is a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs where we talk business skills, clinical skills, and mental health. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk about telemental health versus in-office services. This is a question a lot of therapists have as they're going into private practice. Should I have an office space? How do you determine what is the best option for you as you are starting out? Because your overhead is not expansive unless you're coming in with a full book of clients, you have to be really thoughtful of what you're spending your money on and what you're investing in in that first year of business. That first year of business is so important in helping you set up good financial habits and a good nest egg for your very young, very new company. So let's talk about different things to consider when it comes to virtual versus in-office services. Oh, and yes, I do have a new background. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see in my beautiful new background. I know my this is probably the second or third time I changed the background of my YouTube channel. I started out with literally just white behind me uh, because I just knew I wanted to create content. Then that moved into having a little bit of a background with my lovely little prayer plant in the background of previous videos and a little bit of decor, not too much. But I just started remodeling my home office and turning it into more of a space that feels good to me. And so I'm really excited to have that in the background now with my beautiful shelving and couch and of course the gorgeous, gorgeous green wall that I recently painted. And there will be more going up on that green wall in the future, but for now, I'm really happy with it. So hope it is as aesthetically pleasing to you as it is to me. All right, so let's jump into this episode. Now, one of the first things that you wanna consider when you are thinking about virtual versus in-office services is your population. Does this work for the population that you serve? Now, when you are working with a young population like kids and maybe even teens, having a virtual only private practice may not be the best option for you because you are likely engaging in other therapy models that are more interactive, like play therapy, sand tray, sand play therapy, um, narrative therapy, art, acting things out, having all of these resources where a child can process therapy issues and their therapy goals in a way that's not just looking at each other and talking. And so virtual is going to be very challenging for you, especially with young kiddos in your private practice, and you likely are going to want to consider an office early on. And then for teens, it can be really helpful for them to come into an office because they feel a little bit more confidentiality being respected. They feel a little less scared of a potential family member overhearing their family therapy session and they can settle a bit more into the therapy session. And a lot of teens still find it beneficial to use some of those other therapy practices that we talked about and as they're adjusted for their age group um, because talk therapy can still be very intimidating to a teenager. And so having that office space in order to create the right therapeutic environment for your population is going to be really important. 
If you're seeing more than one person, like you do couples, family, or group therapy, you really want to consider how that feels to you to have that virtual versus in person. Some people are completely fine with it being virtual and have a good time navigating how people can talk and communicate while they're on different screens. But some people find that to be a lot more energy consuming and maybe harder to find the balance and the systems to get that therapy session just right. And so you might be considering an office if you do work with more than just individuals. The next thing you want to consider is cost versus value. What is the cost of just doing telemental health services versus the cost of doing in-office services and how does that bring value to your business plan and to your private practice. If you feel like you need an office because everyone gets an office and it's just standard, but you don't actually have to have it to provide your services, it might be valuable to consider holding off on the office in your first six months to a year. If you feel like you have to do telemental health because you have to save money, but it actually makes doing therapy a lot harder for you, or you don't have the right resources to provide high quality telemental health services, then it might be of value to look into renting an office space. So you really wanna consider not only cost, because if that were the case, we would all start out telemental health. It's obviously cheaper than renting an office, but what value would it bring to do telemental health only? What value would it bring to invest in an office? When you're considering cost of an office space, of course, that's going to vary depending on the location of the office and the quality of the office as well. More high-end offices with better features are obviously going to cost more than a, maybe a building that's very bare bones or a lot older. So, if we're thinking about an average of what to consider, you wanna consider about $800 a month for an office. And of course, there are people who are paying over a thousand a month for their office, and there are people paying less than 800 a month for their office. But on average, you're looking at about that price range of 800 a month for an office space. And when you're thinking telemental health, you're gonna be paying for a video platform where you and your client can meet. So you might consider one of the all-in-one EHR platforms like Therapy Notes, Simple Practice, Theranest, or you might consider just a video platform like Zoom, Google Meet, or Doxy. I personally love the all-in-one platforms because that's also going to provide the billing software that you need for telemental health services because unlike in office, you can't necessarily take cash or check from them. So when you're doing telemental health services, you want to make sure that you have a way of taking payment with credit or debit cards. And an EHR is going to be able to do that for you where you schedule them, you bill them, and you see them with the video platform in that EHR all in one price. And so when you're looking at services like that, you're going to be averaging about 50 bucks a month. The reality is if you do telemental health versus in-office services, you are going to be saving an average of $700 a month. That is huge for someone new to private practice and can mean a lot for your private practice goals when you are first starting out, especially for people who don't have extra money to consider when they decide to go into private practice, who don't necessarily have 
a nest egg of money in your personal bank account to hold you afloat while you go into private practice for too long. And so saving that amount per month can be really helpful in you being able to pay yourself and being able to start out with fewer clients and cover all of your overhead and in even being able to set some good financial habits in place to allow your business to grow quicker. But of course, like we talked about before, some of us need an office based on the population that we see or based on our therapeutic needs as a therapist. And if that's the case, I'm not saying that this is a bad investment. It's actually pretty standard to invest in an office space, but you are considering a lot more overhead. So you want to make sure that you have a really good market strategy in place to get clients on your calendar very quickly. But cost of the space itself or the online platform itself is not the only thing to consider when you're starting your private practice. So the third thing to consider when you're thinking about telemental health versus in office would be the overhead that it takes to start and maintain that space. When you're considering telemental health services, you're not only factoring in how much it's going to cost you per month to have a video platform for those services, but you also have to think about overhead like what billing software you're going to use. If you're not using an all-in-one like therapy notes or simple practice, you would have to look into things like are you going to use Square? Are you going to use Stripe? Are you going to use PayPal? Are they covering what you need as far as HIPAA compliance and making sure that you're maintaining confidentiality for all of your clients who use those payment methods? and what's the credit card processing percentage that you're gonna be charged, making sure that that's not too high. So there are factors to consider when you are thinking about billing software. You then also need to consider having a really strong internet. You wanna research the strongest internet package you can get in your area, or even consider having an ethernet cable so that you're hooked up. And is that actually possible in the space that you're using for telemental health services. In addition to that, I also think about a backup to when the internet is being crazy. There are just days where internet is not your friend and your connection is weak and there's nothing you can do because weather or a technical issue is happening. And I have a hotspot plan in my business phone service plan so that I can turn that on and use that as a backup. And I also have an ethernet cord, although it has to run the span of my house in order to work. So I don't have it plugged in daily, but I do have that as an option for days where I really need it. So you do want to think about these things because you're heavily relying on technology for your therapy services and you want to make sure that it can be as flawless as possible for your clients. Now when we're thinking about the office, some overhead that we have to consider is that we have to furnish that office. So you have to think about investing in the couch for the clients, the chairs for you, any decor. You probably want a white noise machine. You might want a printer or having paperwork printed because sometimes when you have in-office versus virtual, you do have clients coming in saying, oh, I forgot to do my new client paperwork, but I figured I could just fill it out here. So you're going to have to have that additional resource for in-office services. You also want to might have to consider things like furnishing the bathroom. Do you provide the toilet paper versus the landlord? Do you provide the paper towels and the soap to dry wash your hands? Um, all of that 
And if you have a waiting room, you're gonna to have to furnish that as well, having some couches or chairs in that space where people can wait. You also might have additional decor like coffee tables, shelves, storage, desks, all of that are things you have to consider when you are working in an office space. You also have to consider cleanup and maintenance. Is there an on-site staff that does clean the offices or is it up to you to clean your offices? Are you responsible for any larger spaces as well? All of that are things that you're gonna have to consider. And you're, if you are responsible for cleaning your space, you're gonna have to store things like Clorox wipes and dusters and brooms and vacuums and all of that in your office. And then insurance is something you have to consider with an office. You have to have insurance for the office space itself that's different from your malpractice insurance. So you need insurance that covers if someone were, say, to get hurt in your office. Um, you need insurance to cover if someone were to break into your office and take things. So that has to be considered as well in your overhead to make sure that you and your space are insured. And then similar to telemental health, you have to consider internet as well. It's likely you're gonna to have to provide your own internet and that's gonna be an additional cost to your home internet. Since I do virtual from my home, I have one internet that I pay for, which is the internet for my household and my business. But obviously if you're working offsite, if you're not in your home office, you're gonna be having a separate internet bill for your business and that monthly cost is gonna be something to consider. You could con potentially consider subletting or even renting from spaces where you can rent by the day or even by the hour. So there are more affordable options. So you could maybe have one or two days where you're renting an office from someone. And those are the days where you are seeing the populations that really need in-house services. And then you might have two or three days uh, where you are seeing people virtually. So you don't necessarily have to choose one or the other as far as virtual versus in office, but you do wanna consider if you need an office in some capacity for certain clients that you're serving. Another way that you could save money would be by going into a larger office space with friends where you have the central hub and then smaller offices outside of that central hub that could be kind of a waiting room and where the overall cost of that office space is higher, maybe like it's close to $2,000, but then you're splitting the cost with multiple people where you each get an office. So individually, you're actually saving money. So for example, let's say you find an office space with five offices off of a waiting room for 2000 a month. If you find four colleagues who will be willing to rent the space with you, you would just have to make sure that it's okay to have multiple PLLCs running in the same space from the person leasing to you, but as long as that's the case, as long as it's okay for that, then you would have four other colleagues renting the other offices and you would only be paying 400 a month versus 800 a month. So there are ways to think about finding an office space at lower cost if that is a need for you. You don't have to jump in right away to your own individual space and the nicest space ever at the highest cost, that's something you can eventually grow into and you really wanna make sure that you're making the right financial moves for you and your business. 
So there you have it. There are a few things to consider when you're thinking about virtual services versus in-person services for your private practice. Of course, I may not have covered absolutely everything to think about, so if there's something I left out, be sure to comment down below so that we can support each other in making the best decision for us and our business. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It's free and it's the easiest way to support this podcast and help it reach even more people. And share today's episode with a friend, a colleague, or anyone who could benefit from today's information. Be sure to follow me on my other socials where I post even more free content for private practice owners and mental health entrepreneurs. And I'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye!